Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. Hey there, just wanted to talk to you about helping your parents um, with getting their kids calm, um, regulating, co-regulating, and um, just to help you to know why we um, really encourage the parents and why we ourselves, even as counselors, are not going to spend a lot of time reasoning with the kids. Um, So first of all, I'm probably going to do more on this later, but the way that the brain works when kids are having a lot of emotional outbursts, when they're kind of functioning in the lower section of their brain, the limbotic system, um, they are not able to reason. The reasoning is a, is a higher brain um, level, and our kids that we work with generally are not in that place. Now, they may be trying to reason. Really, they're arguing. They're throwing things out there. They're trying to suck you into a negative loop or suck their parents into this argument, but they're not able to really reason. Um, Some of that is on your mountain of escalation page. It talks about being at baseline and being calm and then being able to um, have teachable moments. Um, I have some parents that I work with that kind of try to do everything as a teachable moment. There's an explanation for everything. Um, So early in the program, we're working a lot on not giving a lot of explanations, just getting, you know, basic instructions or basic, you know, um, direction and um, helping the child to just, you know, because they're they're usually kind of higher on that mountain than at baseline, typically, right? And so they're not in a place where they're able to um, make a lot of choices or or decide a lot of things. And we don't want to put all of that in their hands. They have enough of that. We need to let the, have the parents make the choices. And, um, and so that's kind of the way that we interact with the kids. So when they, um, when the kids are dysregulated, um, we need to find ways to help them to get calm. And so typically what you'll have is kids that have never really learned how to get themselves calm. And so they go, you know, to from zero to 60 in a nanosecond, get very upset, very, you know, high in their emotions. It's all about what they're feeling. And even though they're saying a lot of words, it's really to incite more emotion. So they're not at a place where they're really understanding that they um, have to, you know, be calm. And so we're not going to try to talk the kids into anything or try to, you know, convince them that they should do or or not do something. Um, That's why bribes and threats are not really going to work at that point. We have to get to a place where we're calm. So a lot of times it looks like kind of following the child, um, being close by, waiting for them to calm. Some kids will kind of pace. Some kids um, need to be in their room so that the destructiveness is kind of contained. Sometimes I'll give kids, I'll tell the parents, like, let's just give them five minutes and then we'll wait by the door. Um, we're not poking at them. We're not trying to get them to escalate and go over the mountain. But we're also not trying to talk them into coming down. We want them to come down to a place where then we can sit with them. Sometimes it involves the parent just sitting in their room with the child, like sitting down, getting closer and closer. They don't necessarily have to touch the child. I think that especially a lot of kids with autism 
really, really struggle with being touched. So, and some kids with, with, um, attachment disorders really struggle with it too. And that's a difference with attachment disorders. Sometimes I do require that the kids need to allow the parent to be close to have their leg touching the child's leg. A lot of parents want to um, put their arm around the child. That is for later once they're calm. Then I would like to see that. I have had kids that will sit and then when they, and, and I have the child say when they're ready and then they just kind of lean into the parent. It's better if you can have the child lean into the parent rather than have the parent grabbing a hold of the child. And the goal is for the child to get calm enough so that they can do the calm plus five. And so just understand if the parent's demanding, like, we need to do a calm plus five, it's time to do a calm plus five, that it's not going to happen that way, right? We can say, um, when you're ready, we need to do a calm plus five before we do such and such. And a lot of talking isn't going to do much good. Remember, they're not in their right mind. They're kind of out of their mind, right? So, you know, you kind of have to help the parents to assess that based on the kid that you're working with and how they kind of escalate or de-escalate. But our goal is to get them calm enough to then be able to be calm and relaxed for five minutes with the parent there. I want the parent present. So, um, sometimes that means that they have to just sit for a minute. You know, it's like you sit here for a minute and and then I'll come over and we'll do a comp plus five and then we'll go on. I always pair the comp plus five with we're not going to be here all day, but I'm willing to be here all day if we need to. But we're going to what here's what we're going to do next. And and so, um, you know, it's forward movement. We don't want to be stuck here. So another big piece to this is that you really have to help your parents to be able to get calm, too. So, well, they're doing the calm plus five well they're sitting there um that is the time when you are going to have the parents take a deep breath and tell and the parents need to be taught and we teach this you know in the de-escalation skills but again it's like we we need this as people like we're not really great at this we have to get ourselves calm and then our the children will begin to get calm too i have seen it so many times where the parent will take a deep breath not tell the child to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. They relax. They're present in the moment. They're not looking at their phones, but they're present in the moment and they're waiting and they're totally in tune with the child. Then they can feel the child take a deep breath. It's mirror neurons that go on in the brain. And, and the way that that happens is that they are copying the parent. So if everyone in the room gets calm, including you as the therapist, there's a lot of times when I'm like, okay, Michelle, take a deep breath just wait this out with the parent. And I'm there to encourage the parent. The parent's there to encourage the child. And we're not reasoning. We're not talking. We're just getting calm. After the calm, there needs to be some kind of connection, hopefully. Not talking connection, but just, you know, either towards the end of it where the child is leaning against the parent. Um, afterwards, I've had a lot of parents will get up and like, um, hey, let's have a hug. And then we're going to go do this again. We don't want to get stuck. We don't want to go back over all of this but we want to keep moving forward so just keeping in mind that we're we're keeping things moving forward then um, a lot of parents will ask like well what about what happened like when they were doing all this stuff and they were being destructive you know we never deal with this they never get in trouble for anything it's still not time to reason about it we're going to connect we're going to redirect we're going to move forward and then if this is something that that can be talked about later when there's, you know, things are not going on, when the child is basically calm or 
There's not all the siblings around to say, yeah, you did this, blah, 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 you know, and it's just a calm moment maybe. Then you might address it if it's something that always happens like, hey, I noticed, you know, yesterday it just seemed kind of off, but is can we move on? Are we going to be able to have, you know, can we have a good day today or, you know, things like that. I don't worry too much about that they didn't have consequences for what happened because who cares? Like we want we want it to stop. Like we want these kids to be able to get themselves calm. We don't want to revisit it and then create, you know, other things that we're dealing with and not work on on just doing the basics of getting calm and regulating. So really, you know, help your parents to understand that and to see that it's, you know, it's it's not that the Calm Plus Five is a punishment. It's just that in order to move forward, in order to do things, we have to be able to get ourselves calm. It's kind of interesting because like, you know, in your neurotypical kids, like they can get really excited about things. They can get really emotional about things, but they, it's okay because they know they can come back from that. With your, with your kids that have had struggles, like parents can even be really worried when the kids get kind of manic, right? When, when they get too excited or too hyper because there's no coming back. It's like once that mountain is not just of escalation to aggression, it's like when they get up in those higher levels, it's like anything could happen. It's like, you know, these are kids that when they're, you know, giving the dog a hug, it's like all of a sudden they're squeezing the life out of it or there's a chance they're going to get bit or or that they're going to hurt the dog, you know, because they just, they don't have that balance. They don't have that ability to be able to regulate and see like, oh, the dog's uncomfortable or this is too much. So this helps the kids to be in tune with themselves. It helps them to, to, um, get some stuff figured out that maybe they missed for whatever reasons in their in their toddlerhood and their babyhood of of being able to co-regulate and being able to self-soothe so you know really help the parents to see that and then as the kids work through this our goal is to help them to be able to find other ways or you know we can't always do a comp plus five but sometimes we just like helping the kids to understand like when they start to get frustrated, to be able to say, I need a break, or um, can you give me a minute? Or And so at first it might be telling the parents, like, hey, they're getting frustrated. Give them this option of taking a break and then revisiting it and then coming back. Like So then when they start to see what happens before they get to a place where someone from the outside is having to help them take control of themselves. And they start to understand that when they're feeling this way, this is the way it could go. And so what they need to do for themselves. So first we have to, all of that, we have to teach the parents because they're going to be the first ones that are able to say to the kids, because they're doing the three-foot whirl and because they're close to them and because they're connected in ways that maybe they haven't been before, they can see it. And maybe before they saw it and they just diverted the child or distracted them or gave them a phone to look at to calm down or a screen or, you know, something like that. But now it's like, we're going to help them move through it. It's not going to be through talking it out. It's just going to be helping them to like, hey, when you get yourself calm. I have parents that years later, you know, when their kids are wanting to, you know, they're upset about something. Maybe they got into a neighborhood, you know, fight or whatever with the other kids and the kids come in and they're all upset. You know, he did, she said, you know, all this kind of stuff. And the parents will do like, hey, I need you to do, you know, just to sit for a minute. And when you're calm, then tell me what happened. Because remember, we first have to be regulated, then we have to connect. So even when someone's coming in from the other room and they're 
yelling at you or telling you something, that's not connection. So stop, get calm, connect, you know, make eye contact like, hey, I want to tell you what just happened. You know, they may not be able to say that that calmly, but some kind of connection and then they can, you know, tell what happened. So just something to work with your parents on, especially as you move through the program. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Bridge podcast. For more about parenting and how to get started building a bridge to better behaviors, go to the show notes and click on the link to Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or have questions for Dr. Michelle, there's a link in the show notes to do so. Thank you.